Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Hello, hi. <laughs> okay, we're just going to go straight into the icebreaker. Normally, we would do, we would have a would you rather question or a top bottom verse question, but um, tonight we're going to switch it up. I just wanted to kind of go a little bit deeper and into getting to know who you both are. So um, I wanted to just kind of give like a reflection question, and the question is, is that I want you both to think of a time when you experienced racism for being black from a family member, like whether it's in your childhood or a recent time, but just a quick reflection of just an experience that you want that if you have capacity to share that you don't mind sharing with us. Tiana? Let me go first. Okay, Tiana. Um, one time, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that, I remember playing with some friends. So I used to be a part of a, a dance troupe. Um, I grew up on a military base and um, every year around um, Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month, we would kind of gather all the Islander families. Um, and we actually made like a, a full on club um, and we'd put on a, um, a dance performance and we try to, you know, represent all the uh, Polynesian islands. And so we would learn dances from all over. And um, it was always a, a great time of fellowship. You know, we'd get together. Um, we would go on trips and stuff together. But I remember a very early time, it was probably one of the first years we danced. Um, we were the, like, little girls. We, you know, they would split up all the dances and we'd be kind of split in gender and, and age group. And I remember the little girls, um, we weren't dancing at the time, so we were kind of just got to hang out. Um, and that's what a lot of these dance practices would turn into. It was just like the kids kind of hanging out and we all became really close because we went to school together and, and, and all that. And the little girls, we were all sitting together and um, I forget what we were playing. Like I just remember we were playing this game and one of the girls, um, excluded me and one other girl, um, her name was also TC, um, and she told us that we couldn't be on their team because we were meuli. I, I remember that was when I learned what that word meant, um, or at least what that was supposed to mean. Um, she, she goes, not the meuli ones. Um, and we just like, I, I, at the time, I remember I didn't really know what had happened. I just, of course, I was, like, mad because as a kid, I'm just like, well, I don't want to play with y'all anyways. Um, but it, it hurt um, to not get to hang out. But uh, I know me and, the, and, and Titi um, became really close, you know, after that. And we haven't even really talked about that day um, since. I don't even know. The, the girl who, like, pointed us out and, and said not them, I don't even remember her name or where she went, um, but I think I was about like seven or eight. Um, and later, obviously now, like knowing what that word meuli was, was supposed to mean and, and, and realizing now how she meant it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, th I think back and was like, wow. No, it, it, it really used to be around me and I just was too young to, to understand. Right. What's um, something like the Tiana now would want to say to that moment? To that moment? Um, I, I feel like 
I try to get out of this habit of, you know, downplaying it and saying like, I, I, what I've been trying to, to hold myself to, you know, today is to not respond to things that happen by like, oh, it's okay, or it's all right. You mm-hmm. know, made it through. Um, I think I made it, you know, and, and I found success beyond that. Mm-hmm. Despite that moment, not because of that moment. I would tell myself to, to not, you know, find strength from that. Um, Mm. My, my strength came from, from more beautiful places. That's what's up. Thank thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Thank you, Tiana. How about you, Will? For me, there was quite a few of them, but the first thing that came to my mind was uh, there, there was a, this big fight love fight love event um we were in germany and um like you know we were all supposed to sing this song and i was right up in the front because i was the smallest well one of the smallest ones so all the the young kids were in the front and then you know they kind of tear uh you know stepped them up well i was smaller than that you know all of them <laughs> so i was supposed to be right there in the middle because that's the way that they had it you know they had it like that and it was the same thing like well, the Maori dude can't be in the front, but they were speaking in Samoan. And back then, um, you know, I I understood Samoan. Well, I understood a lot of it. I knew enough to to know what the conversation was about. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the choir director. I don't know who it was. There was just a bunch of people came together. We were kids. We were just, you know, following directions. And that's what they were like, not, you know, his the black dude can't be in the front like that, you know? So I ended up, even though I was shorter, you couldn't even see me after they finished putting me, I was like in a, in the third row, I was still kind of in the middle, but it was like, I was blocked out where it's, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't see me at all. So, um, that's the first thing that came to my mind, uh, with that. And, and it's like Tiana says, like, you get used to, well, I got used to, oh, it's okay. You know, you know, but I understood what they were saying, so I was hurt. Um, my my auntie that brought me there, she was like, she was living about it, and um, you know, she was going off on the people and all of that, and you know, they were like, oh, well, we didn't mean it like that. You know, it's it's, it's okay. You know, he can just he can sit over there because um, you know, and they argued that my you know that the kid I was standing next to was my cousin, so I was supposed to feel more comfortable next to uh, you know standing next to him. Oh, and my other cousin, she was over there. So, but that was their excuse. So at that time I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, maybe they're right. You know, it's, it's not all like that. So you, you do, well, I, I did, you know, get used to making excuses all the time. We're trying to, because that's easier to deal with than be like, oh, wow, this grown person feels like that about me. Like, you know, and then, and then after this, they're supposed to take us all somewhere and I'm supposed to trust this guy, you know, <laughs> So yeah. it's, I mean, it's, yeah, that, that happened a lot. That kind of stuff happened a lot. Yeah. So that's just the first thing that came to my mind. Mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. What, what's, uh, what's something that Will right now would want to say to that moment? I guess the same thing Tiana said, like, you know, just let those kind of things make you stronger. Um, I wish I would have spoke up then because the will today would not have 
I would not have stayed there. I was, you know, I'm up, you know, I don't have to be there. Right. And that's kind of how I dealt with things, um, you know, later on in my life. Just like, okay, I don't try to change people's mind. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I say my piece, but I'm not going to argue about my experience or how I feel about what you're doing because people will try to do that. They'll try to argue you down about what they meant about it and all of that. I don't have, I don't have an argument for that. I'm telling you, I don't like it. So I'm out. So and yeah. if, if I could have been, especially with my auntie like going off, I would have just been like, why are you, you don't have to argue. Let's, let's go or let me go. I, you know, I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. But um, getting into that habit of making excuses for grown people, especially, um, that, that's nothing that I would do today. Yeah. Did that same kind of pattern uh, follow you? Because I heard you say earlier that, you know, there were a lot of different instances where you have experienced racism just in our community for being a part black. How was, was your response? Did it stay that the same way throughout your, your life in terms of? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, until I got old enough to be like, okay, I'm old enough now where I could actually just get on an airplane and be up. So, but um, for the whole time, it's, it's just easier to just be like, make excuses for them. You're making excuses for grown people who should know better. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I did all the time and um and that, i guess it was a what is that self-protection or yeah. defense mechanism that's a defense mechanism i guess mm-hmm. so that's what i did because i still have to be i grew up as a Samoan kid but i was half black mm-hmm. so what am i gonna do like am i gonna argue every time you know today i would do it but as a little kid you know that's a scary thing to be and Samoans don't play you know that you know you get a smack real quick yeah so, even saying anything Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, but you know, it was that's just how I handled it. I made excuses for other people. Mm. How about you, T? Because I'm sure you had other experiences as well. Like, what was your uh, coping? Yeah, um, I think what what I always reflect on and what I've always found beautiful is that um, I don't. There was never a time where anyone could actually make me feel shame mm. feel bad for for who I was um like I it's interesting I, I was reflecting on how Will phrased it that he grew up a Samoan kid and he happened to be half black um because I felt like at, at times um I felt like I grew up the opposite like I I felt like I grew up black and then got to be half Samoan but when I when I think back on it, it's like I, I really think that both cultures were fully celebrated in my household um you know my my dad was the the one black person who'd show up um to every family um function with his matching shirt to all of our pulukasis like and he (laughs) pro with it like he um he was he was really that dude um and my dad was always someone who could command a room and command respect and and everybody loved him so i guess you know um i think what when I reflected on it, what would hurt was when I felt like that respect went with him. Like as soon as my dad was out the room, that was when it, you know, everybody felt more comfortable with um, showing the, you know, those, those true colors or showing that disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so instilled in me. And my dad used to tell me that all the time that at least the areas where I grew up, like no one knew what Samoa was, you know, I, if anything, um, I grew up wishing that I had stood up for, my uh 
my Samoan side more because I, I think I got so used to telling people like, oh, it's like Hawaii because that's how, you know, they, they understood it. Right. Um, and I think, you know, my dad did a really good job when I was growing up of, of telling me like, no, people are always going to see you as black, no matter whatever else you mm-hmm. are. Um, people see you as black. And I think I, I was fortunate enough to have that presence um, and to carry that with me. Like that just really stuck and, and I carried that with me. So um, no one ever made me feel bad. And I, I never felt like I was really making excuses for people. Um, so if anything, now I'm, I'm recognizing, you know, the, the little ways in which, you know, um, like people's hearts weren't really true. Yeah. Um, and, and now I can, I can pick it out as like these like small nuances. Um, but I, I don't feel like I ever really struggled with standing up for my blackness, but, you know, I think in terms of that and what we'll probably get into this conversation is I, I did feel like when my dad wasn't around that, that kind of left people's minds almost as if like my blackness could, you know, disappear or, or people could forget it. There, there was that erasure. Um, when, when I was around folks, for sure. Thank you. You said something really key and really important, and I want to just go to you real quick, Will. Um, is this, do you, do you relate to what Tiana said about, um, her father telling her that she'll always be seen as Black? Was that a similar conversation in your upbringing that your family Uh, had with you? Um, not from him so much because he has a kind of a military um, view where it's like we're all brothers and we're all sisters. At least, you know, I don't know if you call it military or not, but he doesn't. It's, I hate when people say I don't see color, but he's he definitely sees color. And he lets, you know, he says you, you're black, you're Samoan. You know, he, he let me know, you know, I'm black, I'm Samoan. But and he just let his view was that everybody's equal. Um, you know, everybody gets treated the same, but it's, that's when you go out to the real world, it's, it's kind of not like that. But on military basis, that's how I felt. Like everybody around me was different. I didn't have like, I wasn't just always with the Samoans, but when, when I left home, everybody around me was somebody different. Right. And that's how I was used to growing up. So I guess that's how, what his mindset was. So, um, you know, I think the things that he told me was more idealistic instead of realistic, mm. you know, and um, I, I, I still, I feel like that, you know, that's what I want. The things that he taught me, that's what I want. And mm-hmm. when, when my first, uh, you know, outlook on things when I respond is that idealistic point of view, but it's probably not realistic, you know, and I get that a lot. So people are looking at me like, come on, bro. It could, it could but, be optimistic too, you know? Yeah, optimistic as well. But um, mm-hmm. it's, it's in times of trouble, like right now, mm-hmm. it, don't, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't really hold it's up. It's hard to be optimistic. <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank you both so much for taking the time to reflect and recollect and call on those moments. Um, we understand that that can be triggering. Um, and it could do something to you. And so we just want to say thank you for uh, doing that so that it can really set the tone for the conversation that we're gonna have. 
Um, okay, can I say something before we of course, start? Please, please, please. I, I want to thank you guys for like bridging it. Um, you know, because yeah. uh, you know, bridging this conversation from Polynesian to um, you know Juneteenth and you know the African American community, actually Black period, because like there's a lot of different types of Black, you know, Somali Blacks, Somali Samoan, just all kinds. And uh, I th I thank you guys for bridging that this conversation uh, from. Uh, from the Samoan community to black, because it doesn't really matter what kind of black it seems like, because anywhere you go, black people are, you know, seems like to be the ones mainly discriminated. Yeah. I appreciate you, this conversation. We, Likewise. Absolutely. Off top, if we can, you know, we're going to do it. And thank you for saying that, because there has been, there's been a conversation too with our Black Islanders, you know, folks from Melanesia, like from Fiji uh, and onward. And there's like a heavy conversation on Twitter about um, black, like them seeing themselves as Black, but not like in the context of like we say in, for instance, in America, right, where all this is happening. And not in the context uh, in other countries as well, but that they are Black themselves. And I, and there was a really eloquent, um, really eloquent thread that was made by a Fijian woman talking about how, you know, there's been folks, PI folks, Pacifica folks from America, making her feel some type of way because she was saying she was identifying as Black, right? She's Black Fijian. She, um, she, and we'll share the thread, um, you know, in the show notes and things like that. But she made some really clear and great points about how uh, Black Lives Matter, right? Mm -hmm. This whole thing is, it's all Black lives, right? And there's so many different contexts that we can fold in to that. We're not going to have that conversation because, you know, we, we're not Melanesian, but definitely want to acknowledge that Blackness is global, right? And, yeah. and it is the most targeted, no matter... Uh, which country? And so, thank you very much, Us, for well, that. Um, well, with that though, like when I was in Hawaii, people know what Melanesian is over there. So when when the the jokes start flying and stuff like that, that's you Melanesian looking this that you know. Mm. So it's, it's, they didn't say Meuli because you know maybe they were Hawaiian or maybe they were Guamanian or something like that. But you know when when they started talking, it was like, oh wow. So, but you know what they're talking about. The undertone is you black. So maybe right. that's why she feels like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because there's... Oh, I got that melanin, that beautiful melanin over there, you know? Yeah, melanin. <laughs> you Thank you all so much. What's up? What it do, Kaipu? Welcome <laughs> to the For the Cultures podcast, y'all. You know, we've been uh, missing for a minute, but for a good reason. And we've just been taking our time with things. Things have been popping off, COVID, um, Black Lives Matter, just so many things happening in the world. And as for the cultures, we, this has always been our stance, Black Lives Matter. We've always had these conversations with great folks like Afrotene, with Tanel, with so many other folks to just have a conversation and understand the intersections in which, um, Pacifica folks, blackness folk, I mean, blackness meets and what that looks like, what those experiences are like. And so we have our wonderful guests with us in the Zoom. 
Um, and I'm gonna ask them to introduce themselves. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Tiana, for being here. And real quick before y'all get started, shout out to Talavo Almavai for letting us use his Zoom account so we can do this. <laughs> I see you, bro, I see you. Um, but uh, yeah, can I have you both introduce yourselves? Will, we'll go with you first, since you, you called out TT. Um, oh, well, I was, that reflection. And we talked about this yesterday. Like, I do have a government name, but I don't go by that uh, because, like I said, it's a slave name. And um, I did my research and all of that kind of stuff. So unless I'm collecting a check or something like that, I, I'm, I represent my mom's side, uh, you know, with her name, Fanene. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for several years. So. Uh, you asked me how old I was earlier in Samoan, and I'm up there. I'll just say that. And uh, I the club uh, last year, and uh, but I, I thank God I'm here. Uh, like it's, um, I wrote grant grant proposals for like maybe five, six years, and I started telling uh, teaching people how to do that. Uh, then I started uh, I started uh, uh, did music for a little bit. Uh, with my cousin here in St. Louis, uh, in the St. Louis area. And then from there, I went to, um, I, I had a vitamin company. And after the vitamin company, I started, uh, I, I really wanted to get into learning how to speak Samoan. And uh, once I figured it out, I said, wow, I want to teach, I want everybody to know this, this trick that I, that I figured out. Um, because I feel like we have a cultural crisis in the Samoan community because a lot of people cannot speak Samoan and they're Samoan, right. you know, right here, right here, so it's like, man, I, I really want, um, uh, you know, other people to join me to help change that, the, the culture in, in terms of, uh, you know, speaking Samoan and uh, learning the culture and everything like that. So um, I started developing an app and, um, you know, I'm going to start trying to do the Zoom thing once I figure it out. We're gonna have classes all the time, and uh, so that's th that's my passion at this moment is uh, Samoan culture. I grew up as a Samoan kid. Uh, I am African American and and Samoan, and um, you know I I guess I moved here what tw almost twenty years ago, and uh, so I moved away away from the Samoan culture, and um, but now it's like you know I I want to learn Samoan uh, or not learn Samoan. I want to help other people learn something at, at this time. So that's where I'm at. Um, Just a quick follow, a uh, few follow-up questions. Where's here? Where are you located at? Oh, I'm in Southern Illinois, right outside of St. Louis. It's in a college town called uh, Glen Carbon, Illinois. Okay. And what's the app called that you're developing? Oh, the app is called Mako. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, M-A-T-O-U. And uh, you can find it on, uh, uh, the Apple Store and what's the other one? Android. Oh, uh, who knows what the other one is? <laughs> <laughs> like my. If you said Apple and it's good. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so, uh, last yeah. last uh, question is, um, which parent is uh, black and which parent is Samoan? My dad is black and my mom is Samoan. Okay. And they're from New Hulu. Shout out to everybody in New Hulu. Oh my goodness! Uh, Not the New Hulu is. <laughs> <laughs> and the Uli is what it do. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Uh, thank you. 
All right, so we got TT in the building. TT, can you please do us the honor of introducing yourself? Absolutely. So, Tiana Jarman. I go by T, TT, all kinds of nicknames. Um, I love nicknames, so feel free. Um, yeah, what are what is the prompt? So, uh, I grew up a, a military kid, um, half black, half Samoan. My mom is from Bongo Bongo. Uh, my dad's from Kinston, North Carolina. Uh, but they both joined the army and met in the army. So I was a military kid my whole life, all through high school. North uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born in Germany. Um, so I, before I even, I, we lived in Germany for like eight years or something. So um, actually, uh, I lived in Grafenbeer. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you? I think you, you were in Germany. I was in Hanau. Hanau and Frankfurt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what Frankfurt's at. Um, yeah, I went to, like, I grew up in, in Germany, went to elementary school, and then we came stateside, um, and I've been, uh, I've actually been in California for the longest. I've been in California, like, since, like, third grade, um, just, like, in SoCal. So, um, I came up to the Bay Area for college, and I graduated class of 2018 from Stanford, um, and I've, I've been out here uh, in the Bay um and i've actually appreciate you appreciate you <laughs> i've actually uh my, met, what's my <laughs> <laughs> um no I've, I've started to make a home in the bay um started to, to find community and it's it's cool I, I think i've met um some of my closest friends up here uh started a, a non-profit organization um we're working on being an official non-profit but i started a non-profit organization that's actually how i met danny boy um, and from Danny, I've, uh, been introduced to all kinds of dope people, obviously for the cultures and, and Bex. I appreciate y'all for having me on here. Um, y'all introduced me to Afrotene, um, shout out to, to Deja. Um, and then I believe Afrotene was the first person that, um, I saw that reposted one of Will's videos. Um, so then I started following Will not too long ago because I've also been uh, trying to learn more Samoan. So this all is, is, is so cool that all of this is uh, coming full circle. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to be here right now. I, uh, I work for um, a fintech startup, financial tech startup in San Francisco. Um, but I say my passion is more along the lines of storytelling, um, collecting other stories and and uh, and and sharing those stories, writing my own stories. So I write. Um, I also sing. Um, I'm really into just entertainment in general. So I consume a lot of entertainment, entertainment movies, television, books, all that good stuff. So I think if I if I could tomorrow, um, which I guess I can, shouldn't say if I could, if I if I was really motivated to <laughs> tomorrow. I would, uh, I would definitely be on that wave um, and just trying to create content. Uh, but I got student loans to pay, so <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, but I, I like what I do. Um, it's cool. So I'm definitely glad to to be here um, and glad to be sharing this moment with y'all, tell, telling my story, obviously, and also um, learning some more about Will. Um, mm -hmm. So this is definitely definitely a, a passion project for me as much as it is an interview. I appreciate y'all. That's yeah. right. It's, you know, it's a Talanoa. We just <laughs> chopping it up, okay? I wanted to ask you a follow-up question. What's the name of the organization that you and your friends started up? Yeah, so it's Mission Me. 
um, and the me stands for my empowerment. Um, so um, mm. really how, how it started was um, I randomly met this other Samoan girl um, on, uh, on social media and we met up um, just, you know, just trying to, to network and meet more people around here in the Bay since I had just graduated from school and, and I had just moved out here. Um, and we ended up having like a three hour conversation, just honestly, just about like being women and being young and, and being Islander, um, and trying to figure it out. And I think in the moment, both of us were kind of like, like, what do we do with this? Like, um, I, I felt like I had really wanted to find a way to continue having conversations like that. Um, and it kind of fit into some of the projects she's already worked on. So, um, it's funny in the, the very first meeting we ever had, Danny Boy was, was there. So um, <laughs> that was our, we, we kind of put it together and we started off with just doing um, some like local events, um, like meetups and, and uh, retreats for uh, other women and women of color. Um, and we, we built our team up and, and we're going for it now. So um, we do host like weekly events um, right now. And uh, before COVID we were doing um, quarterly retreats uh, where we would invite women in and, and we spend a lot of time um, like crafting these activities and, and facilitating these conversations and it's all about how do we empower the women of color in our community um, mm -hmm. so that's been a, a blessing that kind of fell into my lap but uh, definitely I think it, it fits right into my passion like I said um, telling stories and and collecting those stories yeah, I really like that one that you guys did uh, with the donating prom dresses. Yeah, that was that was actually insane. We um, so yeah, we we did a like a prom dress drive essentially, um, and we were just going to collect the dresses and and donate them. Um, and then we thought about like, what if we just did like a pop up shop? So we would collect the dresses and then also let girls kind of come through and um, and shop. Like it was kind of like a pop up thrift shop. Jeez. And then it, but it it blew up like we again we didn't even expect it to be all that great but I think we got over 150 dresses from all over like people were mailing us dresses when they found out what we were doing um, and then there was about uh, 40 plus I, I lost I, it was about 40 to 50 um, young ladies uh, from all over the bay we had people that were driving out an hour um, to come and, and pick up and they could come and they picked up free prom dresses and we were able to do raffles um, You know prom we just recognize like prom can be such a expensive time You yeah. know you got to find a dress and you got to get your hair done and your makeup and um, So we were actually able to get like hairstylists and, and um, Nail artists from around the bay to you know donate their services and we raffled that off and it was just it was super super dope We didn't expect it to blow up like that and Obviously, unfortunately, shout out to all the girls who came through. They they weren't able to go to prom this year, which was crazy. Oh, yeah. um, they got a nice dress. They got a nice dress, and we still got more. So shameless plug for anybody who wants a dress, because they all just sitting in my garage and have nowhere to go. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I just want to say thank both of y'all, because y'all both putting on for the cultures. Yeah. All of the cultures, okay? And so... Thank you all very much. It's a, it means a lot to have you all here. Um, yeah. Okay, well, uh, we definitely, um, I, I'm really eager to kind of jump into our conversation, but first and foremost, we usually do this thing where we um, really just uh, kind of 
set intention. It's like our little grounding segment. And um, it's one of my favorites because this is where we just get to come back to a place of like just, you know, alleviating some nerves, kind of shaking some jitter off and just, you know, being reminded of like why we're doing this. And um, yeah, it's all about setting intention and creating a good space where we feel grounded and we can, sh and we can uh, you know, do this through sharing the scripture, through sharing a proverb, uh, doing a prayer, whether it be in, uh, in your native language or in English, your favorite quote, book, a Tupac song, anything, but whatever is just kind of speaking to you, you know, we want to kind of give this opportunity to our guest. And if this is something that is like speaking to you and you, and there's something in your spirit that you feel like you would like to share with us, please share with us. And if not, we would go ahead and come up with something. Danny Boy always has like a few prayers in his pockets, ready to go, fully loaded. <laughs> I have something, yeah. I have something that uh, on my on my heart today. That yeah. I've been on. So um, it's, a, it's a quote from a book called Beyond Survival, Strategies and Stories from the Transformative Justice Movement. Mm. And the quote, sorry, let me pull it up. Quote is, numerous disastrous harms that could have destroyed you did not quite destroy you. You live. Beyond that, you must also acknowledge that the relationships, organizations, and spaces you have moved through have survived you a person like other people shaped by systems of harm. Breathe on that. Hmm. Yeah, say la, right? <clears throat> Breathe on that. What's right. the name of that book? Um, let me pull it up again. It's a long name. So it's uh, Beyond Survival, Strategies and Stories from the Transformative Justice Movement. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Tiana. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's powerful. Anything coming up for y'all with that, with that quote? I think for that's me, when I, was, when I was thinking on it um, today, you know, I, I, I think it, it really sets, you know, that while we can recognize, you know, the harm that's done on us um, and recognize, you know, the, the things that have, have strengthened us, it's also, important to recognize the ways in which we've we've harmed others we've harmed the world you know we all have uh, responsibility and accountability for that um, and it doesn't have to be anybody's fault because we're, we're all brought up in a certain system I, I like that uh, the quote says like you know we've come we all come up through systems of harm yeah um, mm -hmm. so I think it's, it's just important for us to just be you know cognizant of, of all of it Thank you. Thank you for setting that intention with us because it's definitely fitting to the conversation that we want to have, um, which is today's conversation, today's Talanoa, around addressing anti-Blackness in the concrete ocean. I want to just give a quick um, definition of concrete ocean. When we say concrete ocean, um, I got that from Professor Levalasi Loyan, who wrote in her thesis, um, she described Samoans who grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and in, in the urban in the urban areas 
uh, as the concrete ocean because the because a lot of I believe the statistic was was that like ninety percent of Samoans living in San Francisco lived in public housing, mm-hmm. and so just as a way to describe that, like folks are connected to the ocean, but also connected to the concrete here that they you know that they were raised up in, and that for me I kind of like unpacked that more to see as like I connect with that in terms of us existing in this diaspora. Right, and so um, that's our talanoa for today. And our intention with this whole conversation is to not take up space, but to offer up this space that we have, this platform, so that we can have this conversation um, for folks to consume and apply real talk, you know what I mean? Through storytelling, through your personal experiences, because we know that that's how we learn um, just the way we've been learning, you know? Um, and so off the bat, something connected to the, you know, the reflection that we did earlier, we want to draw on that conversation more and address anti, anti-blackness, uh, in our homes and in our communities, you know what I mean? And so y'all alluded a little bit to experiences you had, but I was wondering if you could speak to, uh, what it was like growing up. Growing up, like, as mixed? Yeah, growing up mixed, growing up Samoan and Black. Uh, I know we kind of touched on it about, you know, the mistreatment y'all experienced. And, like, what was it like amongst your family and your homes? Uh, Being part, you know, being part Black. I know I have cousins who are part Black, nieces, nephews, aunties, uncles. And there's always that kind of... There's always that racist, not tone, it's just straight up racist shit that folks are saying about them. You know what I mean? And I've even had to like stop some of my younger cousins in their tracks and be like, hey, don't say that shit because your, your dumbass has nieces and nephews who are part black. You want to say that shit? You know what I mean? And so like just trying to, mm-hmm. just having that, knowing that it exists. And I know that it doesn't only exist amongst, you know, my family. I've had heard other folks say it. So just um, wanting to hear from y'all as folks who I was separated from that experience. You know what I mean? It wasn't my experience. And so we want to just dive in to that with y'all and uh, hear, you know, what came up for y'all. Who was that? Who was that like? I think for me, it was, it's always just about, there was this balance of, um, you know, you, you, even though you know what to do, you know the protocol, you know all of that, um, you might not be accepted when you do it, you know? So a lot of it, the undertone was just acceptance. So you, you know, as a kid, you're not thinking, okay, I'm black, I'm Samoan. I'm, you're not thinking that, you're just being a kid. So you do what you're told to do and all of that. So when you're with your family, everyone's used to you. Then you, when you get out of that, or people come in to that, now there is is always a new environment, and you're the one as you know the half black or you know the Kaakauli uh, or whatever, whatever. You're all you're always the one that's um, seemingly having to make the adjustments. Now, even 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 when your parents are there to um, you know check people, 
you know, like Tiana said earlier, when her dad left the room, it's almost like, okay, now the vultures can come and, and you know, have their way. So when she said that, I was like, man, I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it like that when, when he left, because he's, you know, he was a master sergeant when he left, he, you know, and all of that. And everybody, he was, all these Samoans were under him. Everybody respected him. But it was almost like when he was, when he left the room, or not even when he turned his back. Talking all that shit up. <laughs> right. When he turned his back, you, you know, they ain't even got to be gone long. I saw stuff that he didn't see yet. Mm. So, I mean, it didn't, it didn't take long. But that was, like I said before, that was another generation. Maybe it still happens now. I don't know. You know, um, I'm over here. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's acceptance. It's, that was the main thing right there. Mm. for me yeah yeah I think it sometimes what I've been reflecting on is like um like pure ignorance this idea like ignorance is bliss um and bliss is privilege and when I I think back you know sometimes I have this love and hate relationship with um how like real my family can be specifically my parents. Cause I, I do think that my parents um, did try to, you know, teach me about the ways of the world, you know, before I got to experience it. Um, yeah. And I know we had a conversation before about maybe it's, it's different um, because of gender and you're, you know, obviously I grew up uh, feminine facing uh, female and that's how my parents saw me. And, um, that was always, you know, the, the kind of conversation was that, you know, they were preparing me for the, for the world. So I think had it not been for my parents making it known, um, especially my dad that like racism existed and, and racism was something that, um, you know, he, he made, he's like, don't make any mistake. Like you gonna see it. Um, you're, you're going to go through it. Um, and even for me, you know, as a black person too, when I started to um, engage in the conversation with other black people and recognizing that I have privilege in, in being light skinned and being, um, you know, my, like having a, a closer proximity to whiteness um, because of my mixed race, like that was something that I didn't necessarily even understand um, as a kid. Cause as a kid, I was always just told like, you're black and people would see me as black. Um, and yet I think because of that too, I, I did have this kind of understanding that, um, you know, because I didn't speak the language and because, you know, I think um, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but like, um, like I grew up with freckles and like my hair, you know, was, was blacker than everybody else's, you know, I, it, it was frizzier or poofy or, um, you know, at one point, like it, I cut it all off and then it, didn't really like grow anymore. And it, it was, it was things like that, that I think everybody just kind of, um, there, there were these, like, I felt like these like physical markers, people could look at me and tell at that point. Um, and because I, I felt like I was made to be hyper aware of that at such a young age, I think I was able to like pick it out more. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, again, I have a love hate relationship with that because I wish I hadn't known. Maybe I would have enjoyed being a kid for a little bit longer. Um, and and I, I wouldn't have picked it out. But yeah, I think, you know, again, because I didn't know the language, it, it took me a while before I, I learned what 
people meant when they said meuli. Um, but I always learned that meuli meant black person the same way I learned that balangi meant white person. And I, I didn't even know um, until what, maybe six months ago <laughs> that um, those were not the correct terms to describe people. Um, and so even with that, again, like this, this idea that like ignorance was, was bliss, um, I kind of fell in line and, and honestly was complicit in a lot of stuff. I, I had cousins and I didn't realize they were being racist when they made comments about, you know, having darker skin tones and we would joke about being in the sun too long. And, um, you know, I, I had just gotten so used to that culture, um, that I didn't even know that those things were racist. I, you know, I, I obviously knew what racism was, but I was taught and I think I learned like racism looks like one thing. I, I learned what racism could look like from white people. Um, but I, I didn't realize, um, not just racism, but like what anti-blackness was. I, I, I didn't have, you know, a, a sense of that growing up. And it's, it's just been crazy to continue to learn um, and learn from my black community and to start, you know, seeing it and, and, and picking that out now, um, remembering things from my childhood. Like, man, if I would have known what that meant back then, um, I do think it, it, it would have really, really bothered me. But overall, um, you know, I really resonate with what Will said about balance. Um, it, it was a balance just for me to f like feel like I could be both at the same time. I wanted, if I was around black people, I wanted to feel like, man, like they, I could prove I was black. You know, I had to know all the movies and the, and the songs um, and then vice versa when I was with Samoan people. But I think because I didn't, I think right off the bat, I was like, well, I don't speak Samoan. So it was like real easy if they wanted to, they wanted to like weed me out, sniff me out. That was like, you know, they would ask me how I'm doing in Samoan and I would have to answer back in English, um, you know, but uh, I, I think overall, like, you know, my mom never really used to blink an eye. None of her kids, oh, my, my older sister can speak Samoan, but none of her kids learned Samoan and my mom, she used to just whatever, like, <laughs> like you know, um, I didn't even realize there was a problem with that until later, right? So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I was like hyper aware of anti-blackness. I was always just worried about, like Will said, being accepted, but being accepted, you know, as a full Samoan, being seen as a full Samoan. But I didn't, I didn't even realize until recently that anti-blackness was also a barrier in that, not just, you know, language and other things, but also like, because I was half black, that that was a, a barrier for me to be accepted. Right. Do, do y'all feel accepted in, um the Pacifica, Pacific Islander community? Me, uh, personally, um, it, it just depends who's there, you know, who's in the room. Because, um, you know, a lot of the younger people, if it's mostly younger people, yeah. If it's a lot of older people, no, mm. you know. Um, but that's just my, that was my upbringing and my experience, you know, um, because, I guess that's my also my prejudice too because since that was my experience, I'm assuming, you know, everyone in the room is like that, and then myself, uh, my defense mechanism is just okay. Just assuming everybody is. So when you hear it, then it's because it always happens or it always used to happen. Yeah. Then you know I won't be so shocked. It's just oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm out. And I, I do that every time. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, with the younger with the younger um, the, the generation now. I, I, 
yeah, it's it's not like it was before. At least that's how I feel. Um, so, I don't know. thank you. Did you ever, um, Tiana? Did you ever feel like you had to speak the language, or dress a certain way, or get certain tattoos in order to fit in uh, the the Pacific Island community? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that, um, and again, this this came because I was so young. Like my understanding um, was to to be able to perform, you know, in order to prove that for people. Um, but I think what afforded me, you know, the um, I guess feeling comfortable, and what I'm just reflecting on now, hearing from Will, is that because I I grew up. Um, around my family and around Pacific Islanders, so much of my family actually have been blessed to like, you know, we, we would run into them when we would move around. So I've actually always grown up with at least, you know, an uncle, like my mom's siblings were always around. All my mom's siblings uh, joined the army. Um, just like we're a, a full military family. I have an extended family that were in the, the military as well, but somehow we always just kind of ran into folks. <laughs> so um, there was never a shortage of, of, uh, Pacific Islanders and and that um, culture around me, which is why I always felt like it was celebrated. But um, I guess I never thought about, you know, when the older folks would come around, whether or not I would be more sensitive to that. Um, but now that I think about it, I, I guess I was. Um, I know for myself, like I've, I've been to the islands, but not during a time in my life where I could really remember it. I was super young. Um, so all of my experience and, and being around other Pacific Islanders has been like here in the U.S. and everyone was, you know, speaking English and everybody had um, adapted to the Western American culture so much that, uh, you know, in that sense, I felt like we was all, we were all kind of the same. Um, but I definitely like, you know, as soon as my cousin started to get tattoos, like, um, I definitely got one because it was like, well, now that's that's what being someone looks like. And if I don't continue, you know, to fit that that mold, then um, it's going to make it even more obvious. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I, when I think back, I think I definitely did get um, my first tattoo when I was 16. Um, and it was because like all my, my cousins were um, were getting them. And I'm like, well, man, everybody's going to ask me, like, where's mine at? Um, and I'm going to have to explain to them that my black dad don't play that. Um, and, and so I, I definitely felt pressured to do that. Um, and yeah, I think when I look back, like none of my like immediate cousins could speak someone either. So I would find my community in that. But definitely when I was around older folks, my grandma, she didn't care. My grandma would sit there and speak someone and she knew I didn't understand, but she wouldn't let up. Right. And I would just feel like, man, this, lady's bullying me like she knows I can't can't do this um and I, yeah I think definitely in those moments I, I would start to feel the the pressure feel more insecure about it for sure <laughs> Tiana do you feel accepted in the Pacific Islander community um I was about to say wholeheartedly yes and then Will answered and I was like oh man let me think about it <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think that um you know, maybe it's the tattoos, maybe it's because I, I can speak to certain experiences. I will say that like, I always have to 
give more information, right? Like I, I kind of sense that when I'm around most like Islander folks that I don't really know, um, like they don't really trust me right off the bat. They're like, oh, you saw someone? Cool, cool. Where's your mom from? Okay. What's your last name? Right. And it's, it's never like, a, oh, it's, you know, so. Yeah, they uh, investigating. Right. I do think that I, I do have to kind of still like prove it in yeah. that sense. Um, and yet at the same time, I don't know, maybe it's just uh, what I learned, but I've never carried myself really as, as shying away from, um, you know, from owning who I am, like being who, who I am in terms of being someone in black, like, you know, if anyone were to ask me and if, on any given day, I feel like half the t-shirts I wear is like, I'm someone and black. Like, it's like, I, I like exude that. Um, and it's like unapologetic. Um, so I don't know, maybe that keeps people from like really trying to, uh, trying to make me feel bad about it. Um, overall, I, I've, I would feel like I'm accepted, but maybe I just can't pick it out. I don't know. I could dig that. Um, what does, what does addressing anti-blackness look like among your families? Have you had to have these kind of conversations with uh, your folks? For me, I, um, I don't think I've ever had that conversation. I mean, it's always like, you know, I, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then it's, it stops right there, you know, but we never actually had the conversation because I, I can't, to be honest, I don't think we ever got that deep with that kind of stuff. And like I said, I moved here a long time ago away from, you know, all of that, um, things that I was uncomfortable with and to get in touch more with my black side. Cause like I said, I was raised as a Samoan kid, um, you know, all the way up until 18, 19 years old. So, um, you know, I just got tired of it and I just wanted to experience something else. So we, we never, I never got, got into all of that. And then, like I said, um, you know, my mom, my mom, a lot of family members would check whoever was doing it. And it's usually, it was usually someone from the outside of the family. Uh, who would do that or you know sometimes it was uh you know people very close to the family but that was one of those things like I said you just you kind of put that self more well, I put that self-defense mechanism up and it's like oh well you don't mean it like that she don't mean it like that you know but I never had that conversation hmm. yeah I feel like um for one, growing up, I think I was always a little bit more outspoken than was like culturally appropriate. <laughs> um, I was definitely always the one that was kind of um, causing the, the ripples um, by trying to speak up. Um, and so, I don't know, I think because I did that and that I created that like profile of myself, I think my family kind of drowns me out sometimes like, oh, here she go. <laughs> like like my dad even now he'll always say like oh yeah my daughter he'll explain to other people because I do it in public too where he'll explain to other people like yeah my daughter always tries to be politically correct <laughs> even then I'm like mumbling like or just a decent person but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh I think 
sometimes it's hard. I know we had the, we had the conversation a little bit uh, before about the N word, for instance, when I think about how to address anti-blackness, I think that's the number one thing that comes up um, in my household and in spaces that I share with my family is, is the N word. And it's, it's hard. Um, even like I, you know, again, I learned Meuli and what that meant six months ago. Um, and I remember screenshotting, you know, and sending it to my mom, like, what do you think about this? Um, and she didn't really have much to say. Like, I, I feel like the conversations is just, just like, not really engaging. Um, and because of that, you know, there's a, there's a certain energy in the room that I feel like is deflated. So when it comes to like actively addressing it, it, it is, you know, a, a toss up of like, do I even do this right now? Like, you know, we all sitting around and it's a holiday and everybody came over and we, we ate and we chilling and, and somebody happens to say it. And then, you know, it's like, you know, I peep it, don't say anything. But then if it, if it continues to happen, um, you know, and I, and I think of it in that way that like, you know, if you don't say anything, then that like opens the, um, opens the floor for it to continue to happen. And I think I'm in a space now, um, probably for the past four months where like, I'm, I'm finally learning how to say it. Um, and of course, I think the burden is, is figuring out how do you say it so that someone listens to you versus, you know, right. calling it out. Um, I think yeah. that's the skill I, I didn't really have. I've been speaking out on a lot of different issues, in my right. household, but I've never had the skill of like, you know, calling in versus calling out. Mm. Um, so I, I, I definitely have uh, witnessed what it looks like to um, for people to to feel called out and then they they're out, they exit. And they're out, yeah. Now right. they're now they're checked out. Well, um, how do you feel about the use of the N word in the Pacific community? I think it's weird, um, but I'm used to it, you know, only because I grew up and that's just, you know, people were using it. But as I got older and, you know, you know, and, and then moving over here, because if someone were, you know, one of my cousins were to come here, I'd tell them, you know, that's not accepted. You can't do that here. And like you guys were saying yesterday, um, uh, Dacia. Um, Dacia? Uh, yeah, Dacia. You know, that past don't go everywhere. You can't, you can't just do that. So, and I was thinking about also after, you know, we had our conversations, like there are other words someone could use, you know, and uh, actually because Vietnamese do it, uh, just about every ethnicity that I know, they throw out the N word like it's nothing, you know? So, but if just focusing on our community, Samoans, there are other, you know, Uso, all of that, if if uh, you walk into a room and you just see all black people or black and white people or whatever and everybody's throwing around Uso, how would you feel about that? You know, it's like all it doesn't take very much for someone to be like, man, you 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 can't do that. You're disrespecting us and all of that. You know, and not this uh, the N word is a, a great word, but a lot of people have said, look, we've taken that word and we've done this with it. There's a whole lot of layers to that word. And it means so much, you know, it can be a term of endearment. It can be a way of me calling you out and saying, you know, this and that. It, there's just so much to it. But just um, having that empathy and just knowing like, okay, look, if I, if I took your stuff and I try to do something with it, and then a lot of people try to make excuses for using it. 
I'm speaking about Samoan people now, you know, you can try to make excuses for it, but just, let's use a little empathy here. What if I start using your stuff? Like there was this uh, a post that I saw and it was just a young uh, African girl. She, you know, she just said, all she said was, I love, um, I love Samoan culture or something like that. And she was dancing, she, you know, she had on a, uh, a lava lava and she was doing some, uh, she was doing Samoan dances, Samoan some, some music, and they were going in on her, you know, and all, that's all she was just, she, she didn't say I am a Samoan, I want to be a Samoan or anything like that. She wasn't disrespecting. She was, as far as I'm concerned, paying homage, you know, uh, it was a tribute. And then there was another guy and he had the tattoos. You know, and you don't know if he's half black or or what. You know, all I all I saw was he had the tattoos, and they were just going in. You know, so using a little empathy, it turns out he was half half someone. But even if he wasn't, you know, that's just like if I'm uh you know I'm I'm here I am someone. I don't know anything about your culture. I don't know anything. I'm just coming in. I'm just gonna use. I'm just gonna start using this word. You know that's not that's not for you to use. You know, you know you have to get, you know, and and if you are allowed to use it and the people accept you to use it, okay, then, you know, that's 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 your group. You know, but it, like 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 she said, it doesn't go everywhere. You just can't go go around saying that. You know, it's it just like, yeah, if you want to say uso and all of that, I guarantee you, you just can't go anywhere and just be like us 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 this and us that. And I'm, you know, in a black person walk in there, you hold up. Why are you saying that? They're, they're going to get checked real quick. I think so, Uso doesn't have, Uso also doesn't have the same negative connotation. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because I just, I mean, I know that um, at least here in San Francisco, there's a, they'll say it to guys, girls, or whomever, like, oh, you're a Us, or they'll say Uso, right? And I, I guess it depends on whoever it, it is that, um, is being addressed, you know, if you, if it's somebody you're familiar with, you're like, Hey, what's up? What's up? Right. But I think like, you know, sometimes like it said to me, like, Hey, what's up? Ooh. So I'm like, what's up? Karna? You know, like, it's just, it's like an exchange of a uh, culture type of thing. But I just, right. I just wanted to also say that like, it doesn't have, it doesn't bear the same weight in the same. Exactly. Way. Yeah. It doesn't have all of the layers to it. It, it might be a, a bad example. Um, but you know, I, I, my whole point was you just can't use other people's stuff right. and then and just feel like, OK, it's OK. And then now you have all of these excuses why why you should use it and be like, well, you do this and you do that. OK, well, it's not your stuff. You know, That's you have to get you got to get permission to do that. So um, I think it was that, a good I, example, too. It was a good example. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, you know, some some people I mean, you got to explain, explain, explain. But. I'm at the point where I don't go into all of that explaining anymore, but um, it's that that was the only thing that I could really come up with is this, you don't want anybody taking your stuff and then you don't even fully understand it and you're out here utilizing it, but, but you don't really get it yet, you know? And then, so you can't be upset if this man is like, no, you know, I'm offended by that. You know, you have to understand because if I took your stuff and I said, oh, you know, I'm gonna start wearing the Eater Lava Lava in the Walmart. And you know it don't mean nothing to me for real like that. Was you know it looks disrespectful to to me as a Samoan because you just walk around with an ear lava lava. You ain't even tiny, right? You ain't even you know now you're gonna take it and then now you wanna wear it as a scarf or something. 
you're not doing it. You know, that's not how you do it. Right. So, and it, it, you, it's just empathy, you know, just take it and flip it before you start doing what you see, what they do, just because you saw it on TV or whatever, you know, flip it around. Do you want people to do your stuff like that? You know, so, and I'm in the middle, uh, me, Tiana, you know, it's like, you know, you black and someone and I grew up and I, I, I you know, I see people yeah. doing it. It's it's kind of like, you know, how do you, that's how do you a whole other conversation. Yeah, how do you address it? So it's like, wow, okay. You know, if growing up, I didn't know how to address it. And then even now, like I said, I've been here for so long. Like I would, usually I'm just like, I'll, I'll say what I have to say and then I'm up. You know, you do what you do mm. and um, just don't, don't step on my shoes. That's what they say out here in the country. So <laughs> do what you do, but watch my shoes. So. And it's and that's, that's what just you do to watch about. my shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's about empathy. You empathize, period. So. That's a that's a real song, right, Os? Yeah, I forget who. Do what yeah. you do, but watch my yeah, shoes. Yeah. 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 But that that's that's what it boils down to is empathy. At least that's how I took it. Do what you do, just watch my shoes. Mm. Okay, Jim. That's okay. Okay. What about you, Tiana? What what comes up with you when you hear that word? around family and friends I think that are not black. I think that's like the thing, right? When it's family and friends, it's like, like I'm, I'm very against anyone non-black using the word. Um, and I think that's, that's the thing that's become complicated now is that we've, we've opened the gates, right? And as the gatekeepers, I think like black people even aren't even like totally set on who gets to use it. And how I see it is like, until we figure out amongst each other, like who's gonna use it, then we don't even need to let anybody else into that conversation. Um, and yet, like Will said, you know, like, um, how do you address it? Like I, I grew up as, as both and I, I also had an understanding very young that like, ooh, like if my cousins, my Samoan cousins were to get around my black cousins and say that mess, like, but, like you know, I would, I that never happened. I never had to do it, but I, I would reflect as a kid, like I would have to warn them, like, don't mess, don't like, and I think that's the thing is that I don't think a lot of people mean harm. Um, but I also think that's kind of the problem is that there's a, a lack of recognition that that's where the word comes from. It comes from a place of harm. It was, it was always meant to degrade black people. Um, and so I, I, I do get frustrated when people make um, certain excuses. Um, and that's not to say that I'm not patient, right? Like I, I totally understand um, what it feels like to try to break a habit. Um, I just feel like that's a really nasty habit. And at, at this point, and this is very new for me because I've never really even figured out how to address it. Um, but I've been talking a lot with my younger sisters um, since you know, uh, all of this has started up um, and it, it's become kind of the forefront. And my sisters were actually just telling me that the, what, two weeks ago, um, they were in the presence of, of some fat, like family of family, but you know, in, in Samoan culture, everybody's a cousin and, you know, we can get into technicalities, but they were, they were around, you know, family. And there was, there was some cousins who I think they grew up in like Compton um, so, you know, they, they always going to say it. And, um, I've, I've been in that situation too, where it's like, 
I want to, I want to say something, especially when I, um, uh, that actually happened to me not too long ago, where I was getting a tattoo and I had my boyfriend, um, with me who's black. Um, and, uh, you know, my tattoo artist just kept dropping it. And, you know, it's like, I'm looking at my partner, like, so like, you know, cause he was kind of like, <laughs> wait, is this cool? Is this, is this what's up? Um, and so I think even from that perspective, like I, I never want people that I love to, to feel how I feel, right? Like I, I feel like I can't say something or I feel a little uncomfortable. And yet um, I think, unfortunately, that's what a lot of black people go through is just kind of sitting through uncomfortable situations and not really knowing how to address it and feeling like they can't address it without stepping on other people's toes. And like you said, well, like you stepping on my shoes, I like somebody stepping all over your shoes, and you can't say anything to them like that. That's not a good feeling to have. Um, and so it comes back to empathy for me too. Like, um, and again, I'm not saying that I don't have patience for it, but I think if I, if I make it known, um, then I would appreciate the respect. And um, I'm also not saying that I'm gonna police everybody. Like what you, how I feel is like what you do in your own home, that's what you do in your own home. Um, if I'm around you, I would appreciate you to not assume that I'm okay with it. Um, and if you know me and you know I'm not okay with it, then that's definitely where I feel disrespected. Um, and it, it all just comes down to like everybody wanting to be better. I think, uh, again, um, when you're truly ignorant, if you don't know, um, and which is what was happening when I was a kid, right? Like nobody had the language, nobody really had the, the insight into like, this is a problem. Um, but now we do, now we grown and now we all see it and we, we have access to the internet and like at some point you got to grow up and you got to take part in the conversation just because you've always done it doesn't mean that you were always right either. Right. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's the problem is when people get away from with something for so long, yes, it's hard to break out of, but, um, there's a lot of other things that, you know, as, as, as people, as humans, as adults, we adapt to. Um, and I think this is just something that because more awareness is being called to it, people, people got to adapt. If you're not willing to adapt then you got to own up to that and own up to, you know, that you, you're going to continue to do something that's a problem, but don't act like it's not a problem. Right. right. I feel. Yeah, I definitely. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, and people act like being able to say that word is just so important. You know, especially and coming right. from the I need it for my life. I, I have to do it. But it's like this when you if you can't speak your your language, if you don't know the culture, the, the things that you you know, if you don't know what's going on back home in Samoa, if you don't know why things are going the, the way that it is over there, and you're just so oblivious to all of that, there's so many other things to learn. Those things that I just named are are ways you can direct your energy to. And then you don't have to, you know, you're so worried about saying, living, I just got to say this word. I got to say it. But direct your energy toward that. Because you know what? The, you know, I, the Samoan culture is so rich and it's so powerful. Like there's a guy here that is, there's only one other Samoan here. But man, he has so many people that just love him because he's so, um, you know, he's a loving guy. You know, they and they probably still don't know what a Samoan is. A lot of people still call him Hawaiian or whatever. But I mean, he, you know, he has people walking around with uh, Aima shirts 
And, uh, you know, they don't even really know. All they know is family. And, you know, we're a team. We're a football team. We do this and we do that, you know, and they want to do hakas and stuff. There's little bitty kids walking around doing, a, uh, you know, doing a hakas in, in the middle of their, um, you know, their football game and stuff like that. You know, y there's other things you can do using your culture to, you know, to give to the world. And, and instead of just, oh, I, I got to say the N-word, if you can let me say that. <laughs> you know, there's just so many other things. And Samoan culture is so rich. And it's like, you know, I just want to tell everybody, you know, when they want to get into that argument or make that an argument, man, learn your, learn your stuff. Learn your own stuff and, and, and then use that and then, you know, say that so people want to do that. You, you try, you're so busy trying to learn this over here and, and you don't even understand the history. You don't know about Jim Crow. You don't know about the Tulsa exactly. Barbies. You don't know about all of this stuff where, and that word is in the middle of all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you just want to say the word. How about learn about what's going on in Samoa and how about learn about, you know, and, and you know, and, make people want to do that instead of making people want to do this you know even learn about that history right like you brought up a very yeah. good point read up like really uh digest consume and digest that information of of the struggle for the past 400 years for the black community you might have right. a different uh a tone or approach at wanting to say that word right and ttu says something very um important and i want to just be vocal on this space. And we're, we're pretty vocal. We're, we're open and honest about like um, ourselves, right? Like that is work. That is anti-blackness work that I'm doing within myself to uh, stop using that word, right? And because I grew up saying it, grew up around it, of course. And uh, when I got into those spaces to learn more, it's like, yo, I will, I will also own the fact that like, I'm not, perfect i it'll come out and then i'll stop myself in my tracks and hold myself accountable but i don't do that every time you know yeah. um and it's just like i'll make note of it in my head and i'll just keep you know wanting to do better and so i just wanted to um acknowledge that that like it's a process you know what i mean it's a yeah. process we gotta if we just stop fighting it just to be like, oh, I have to say this word, you know. It just tastes so good. But, <laughs> right. it, but it could, it could, it could, you could really like do the work to stop saying that. Or like, if it comes out, hold yourself accountable and just, right. you know, acknowledge it and move forward, you know. Exactly. Right. Right on, y'all. So just, I, you know, we, I know it was brought up a little bit earlier too, and we just want to have a conversation, especially because. Um, Afrotainer has been such a huge voice in our Pacifica community about uh, getting rid of this word meuli and uh, reintroducing the word that is uh, that is prop is appropriate and that our people do use to describe Black folks as tangata uli. And so mm -hmm. I just want to like I want to hear from both of y'all about like how the word meuli lands on y'all and this this whole conversation around. Um, bringing Tangata Uli into the forefront. So you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, all to say that, like, I learned from y'all. So um, I think it, it was um, Will and his video shared by 
um, Afrotainé. Um, and I also listened to a couple of the, um, her podcasts. I also listened to an episode, I believe, um, for the cultures where, uh, you brought her on, um, and she talked a little bit, it was a similar conversation that we're having now about, um, black, I think it was black appropriation, um, in, uh, our culture. Um, and ever since, like, I've also been you know, sharing that. And I actually, I, I shared one of Will's videos uh, not too long ago. And I had like three Samoan friends who popped in and were like, thank you for sharing this. Like, I didn't even know, no idea. Um, hopefully I'd, I'd help Will gain some followers. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, I probably have more experience because um, more around uh someone folks who aren't speaking a language or don't really speak it in the spaces that I'm in, um, like saying the N word versus saying meoli, but um, it, it's something that I am ashamed to, to think back and, and think that, um, again, you know, maybe not purposefully and, and maybe not, um, you know, because they, they, you know, are actively trying to be anti-Black, but to just recognize how much ignorance there is um, amongst other folks who just don't even don't know the history, don't know the history behind the word. Um, and then even, you know, as you tell them it's, it's inappropriate, you tell them it's wrong. Um, it's incorrect. They like, don't have, you know, whatever capacity to grasp, like, Oh, let me, let me change it. Everyone that I've sent it to, they're like, Oh, really? Hmm. Dang. Right. Well, I always use it as slang. And like, it just, it kind of like, bounces right off of them. <laughs> and, 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 um, I think that's where I've always seen it as like, because I'm black, I feel a, a greater sense of urgency, um, to, to address that. And so if anything, for me, I think just in general, it's, it's frustrating to, um, to feel like others, you know, can empathize and also hop on feeling that urgency. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right now that anyone, um, is, is treating it with the, um, with the same energy and the same passion of like, yeah, we really got to get rid of it. Um, uh, but it's, it, it seems like, and because I had that experience, it seems like something that not even a lot of people are aware of to begin with. Yeah. I just wanted to share a quick story. I have an uncle, uh, my auntie's married to a Creole man. Um, they both recently passed, but he loved our culture, right? He really loved our culture. And I was, I remember being a young person and he's, he's, he was big on language and he broke down what the word meant, right? He broke down, uli means black thing. I'm not a black thing. Call me Tangata Uli. And we would look at him and be like, okay, Papa, whatever, you know, just like kind of brushing it off. But it wasn't until, of course, being older. And of course, um, when Daisha uh, became very vocal and it was like a conversation we were having it was like it really got it really started to sink in like damn have we been saying that this whole time you know mm -hmm. so the reason why we wanted to get your feelings on that is because that's a big conversation that we're also having in our community um, that has very anti-black uh, sen sentiments associated with it um, right. And so, again, what you're saying, right, empathy, the biggest thing that we can have, and also doing the homework, doing our history for non-Black non folks to, to build up the empathy and really 
really uh, be better. Mm -hmm. So we want to get into what's happening right now, right? Black Lives Matter, it's not a new thing. You know, it popped off when uh, Eric Garner or was it Trayvon Martin? I think it was like 214, uh, 2014, right? Michael when, That's right. Yeah. It, so it's not, it's not nothing new, you know. Um, this time around, it's, it's definitely uh, more, more folks are hopping in, more, you know, more allies, more conversation, more everything about it. We want to check in with y'all to see, like, what's coming up uh, for y'all with everything happening around Black Lives Matter, you know, um, what's coming up uh, spiritually, mentally, physically, whatnot. How is, how is everything impacting y'all? For me, with Black Lives Matter, so not only just, you know, the, you know, more like the white community, but just period. I always have to say, okay, are you talking about the Black Lives Matter organization, the Black Lives Matter message, the Black Lives Matter, you know, they, it seems like every time a message comes out that's positive from something like this, they want, when I say they, I'm just, you know, I don't know if it's like the right wing or whoever, it's like people want to divide up everything and then make it seem like, you know, like for example, like when when they say the Black Lives Matter organization, they're out here, um, you know, they're basically terrorists and all of that. Hold up, Black Lives Matter. That's that's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about the message. Black Lives Matter just as much as your life matters too, you know. So it's always a diversion. So before, like you know, I I get into all that with with other people. I was like, well, what are you talking about? Because all I'm saying is Black Lives Matter too. Mm -hmm. So all of this stuff is coming up. When everybody comes together, it's because they see, okay, you kneeled on this man for almost nine minutes on his neck, on his throat. You wouldn't have done that to nobody else. All we're saying is Black Lives Matter too. So then someone else comes in and be like, oh yeah, well then, you know, the group does this and they're terrorists. And I, I don't know about none of that. I don't know about any of that. All I know is, my life matters too. My kids' life matters too. Black lives matters too. So I always will try to clear that up before you know getting into that space because then there's it's always somebody. Even on my page, they'll come in. And they'll be like, "Oh, George Soros. Oh, who's George Soros or whatever? I don't know. Oh, it's the guy he owns. He's a left wing and he owns. Uh, you know, he he's a left uh, millionaire, billionaire guy. I don't know about none of that. All I know is. Black Lives Matter too. What are you talking about? So people always try to mix everything up. So my bad for going all over the place, but that's no, you're yeah, good. You're good, bro. But that's what they do. You know, it's like yeah. it's that's that's like the strategy. I heard. Yeah, it, that's a, yeah, and so then, and then when you look at the news, even me, even with my stance, I'm like, oh wow, they are that is some terrorists. Why would they do that? Well, okay. Now, just think if if I had that stance, and then I look at something and I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, you know, they're confusing a whole bunch of people, you know, and distracting from the message. the The message is Black Lives Matter just as much as your life matter. That right. that's that's it. I don't know about all the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. 
period. Period. And I think this time people are understanding that, okay, yeah, that, you know, man, and they saw it. The dude kneeled on, you know, he was on his neck mm-hmm. for a while. It's so hard that now Kaepernick is cool again. You know, that's how hard he, how, how hard he did that. You know, because, I mean, they, even the president was like, oh, that. And then he retracted his statement talking about, oh, yeah, he should get a, you know, he should get a, uh, another chance at the NFL if, he, if he's worthy of it. You know, he still threw him under the, you know, he, don't get me started. Let's, let's not go to, let's not talk about 45, yeah, okay? <laughs> let's not yeah, talk 45. about 45, but, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That's straight up. No, that's that's important. I think when I when I think about Black Lives Matter, I'm I'm thinking about um, activism and all the ways in which it shows up. If that means you're out there protesting, that means you're out there protesting. If that means that you're having conversations like these, that's that means you're having conversations like these. If that means that for you know, um, for once, finally, you know, maybe for the first time, you're actually reading up you're learning these people's names you're you're you know learning history um you're signing petition you know whatever that means for you to be involved like that's what i think of black lives matter and um i can admit that i i haven't always been this vocal um i can also admit that when i was vocal i was kind of on like a all lives matter stance at one point black lives matter happened my freshman year in college um and I was coming from like what I now understand to be a very conservative part of California. That actually blew my mind when I learned that California is actually a very conservative uh, state. Um, some like some of my political science friends broke that down to me. Was like it's just these really populated urban areas in California that swing the state the other way. Yep. Um, and I was like, no wonder. <laughs> I feel like every other place I go to. <laughs> In California, kind of suspect. Um, <laughs> and so I, I grew up around that in, in my high school. Um, and I've just, you know, privileged. I, I was privileged enough, I think, even in, you know, living in the, in the military where things, um, even in the military, like military bases is kind of not the real world. Um, <laughs> I, I never, I never knew civilian life until I got to college. I was literally a, a military kid. As little people, as little civilians. <laughs> you know, civilians. I didn't even know the people. Like when I said that for the first time, people were like civilians. Like, I was like, I guess that's how I used to grow up talking about y'all. Um, so yeah, I, I never knew it. So um, I don't know. I think both being sheltered and also unknowingly being influenced um, by you know, the, the grownups around me. Um, I definitely took part in that way of thinking for the longest. And I don't think if, if I hadn't have left and gone to college, become educated, like really started to, to see things for myself um, at the time that I did, like who knows what wave I'd be on right now. Um, mm. Because, you know, I think again, me being outspoken, I like took that home to my family and even like to my black dad, I'd be challenging some of his thoughts um, and, and uh, you know, challenging some of the, the things that I felt like he was also, you know, simply saying because that's, that's the, the news and the media. I think that was another big thing that I learned was to not, not trust anything that was on the news. Um, and 
Propaganda. So, <laughs> I, like, I just, I really was just falling for the okie doke and was in the simulation, um, how, as, as how I feel. So I, it's, it's exhausting, like everything that's, that's happening right now. It's like, there's something new all the time. And I think social media is both like a beautiful, like powerful blessing. And it's also, uh, you know, it, it's so easy for people to manipulate. It's like people, I think, you know, a totally different conversation, but like internet literacy, especially within um, communities of marginalized peoples um, is, a, is a huge thing. I get so tired of people sharing, you know, and, and seeing something kind of go viral within my own circle. I'm like, y'all, that happened five years ago. Like, can y'all just like read the, <laughs> read the date on the article before you even start sharing it? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's, there's so much happening, but I think um, for me, like Black Lives Matter and, and what comes up for me is, is that urgency. It is a, a need for people to recognize, to reflect on, on how they've contributed to a society where that even has to be said at all. It's right. crazy that that even has to be said that it took people to, to watch a man die. You know, even that, I'm just like, like, I, I've, I've been throwing around the word psychopath and I probably shouldn't, but I'm like, y'all, there were some real psychopaths and it really it's took that. <laughs> I'm like, it, it really took that for you to feel bad, for you to really like think right. back on, on all the- As hard as people go to say the N word, they go as hard to, to not defend black lives, to not value black lives. Like, oh God, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> It's a lot. It's a lot right now. I think one of the key things I hear, heard you say is that, like, you're tired, you know? And I've heard, I've heard that, too, from uh, multiple folks, Black folks, you know, all over social media, um, just saying it's tiring, you know? So, you know, it's been 400-plus years now. And the reason why we want to not only unpack and hear your experiences, hear your thoughts, we also want to hear your recommendations, your suggestions, like y'all have been doing, where you know you're you're encouraging and challenging folks to uh, build empathy, right? To do their homework and learn their history. Uh, we want to ask y'all for you, yeah, right? What are some key actions? allies within your family and your community, you know, ex for example, us, um, what can we do to be in solidarity? What can we do to be in community? What, what can we do to be better? Shit, because, you know, we, we fail in, a lot, of, a lot of folks are failing, and even us, you know, like, as conscious as we think we can be, and we always want to make sure we're, you know, we're on the, on the right, side or doing the right thing it's we're liable to fuck up too you know so and 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 what's important is that your recommendations what y'all want to say not only to us but just to everybody who's watching this are key things for us because we we can't just put our heads together as pacifica folks and be like okay this is what's good for black people right Mm -hmm. We gotta we gotta tap in with our mm -hmm. folks that we already have a relationship with that we have that we're in community with, so that we can see okay what is it that we can do. You want to go first, Will? 
<laughs> okay, okay, I will. Well, spin the wheel. Um, spin the for wheel. that. <laughs> I mean, I you know we, we already said it. Like, I just think use your energy to learn about your culture and then the history of it because when you look at that it's not too different from black culture you know i mean yeah the locations are different and all of that but when you talk about you know the disenfranchisement the uh you know you know putting it being on a lower scale the colorism all of that stuff it's the same it's the same all of these things are the same so instead of just focusing on the surface you know just trying to i just i just gotta say this word like we talked about earlier there's so many other things that you could be learning about and then like when i hear about you know like the kid that got uh they got stabbed over gang culture why 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 are you doing that where did you learn that from you know there are other things that you could be picking up on don't don't tell me about blood and crip if you don't know about you know the bet and all that other kind of stuff don't go all the you know there's just certain things that you hey, do not man, bro. <laughs> you do not go there if you don't know about your own stuff that and then blood and crip i mean that's a whole nother conversation it didn't start off to be a negative thing those that's because Black people did not have nobody to, to protect them. So they said, okay, well, we said we're going to protect ourselves. Okay. And then it, this gang, uh, and it wasn't a gang. It was a community group. They were, if you don't know that, don't talk about Blood and Crip. Yeah. And that fashion. Cointel Pro, bro. Right. You're talking about them as if they were a, a gang. It didn't start off as a gang. It started off as something else. Polynesian Panthers. If you don't know about Polynesian Panthers, don't talk about Blood and Crip. Don't talk about none of that other stuff if you don't know your own, um, you know, disenfranchisement and racism that's happening with your own grandmama and your own granddad and all of that kind of stuff. They have those stories. Go find that. Use your energy to go find that. Yeah. Figure that out. And then, you know, like I said, and I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to, uh, I want everybody to know Southborn. Figure, go figure your language out. There's just so many other words that you can learn besides the n-word figure okay call each other uso call each other us call each other uh pule whatever you know there's other things you can be doing besides just saying the n-word you know so you know i i don't know how people are going to take this when they see it but you know oh well, that, the question, man i'm going off <laughs> you go on wolves go on wolves uh, i forgot what i'm talking about <laughs> recommendations bro what what we can do to oh, be better what we can do learn to be your history yeah. learn your history, history. learn your culture mm -hmm. and then spread it spread it to the people that you know because it's infectious it's so rich it's beautiful people want to know that and then when when they see you you okay people see Samoans as big strong and uh you know and you know they're athletes and all of that well use that to your advantage then if, if you can't think of nothing else to do with your size and your your speed and and all of that use all of that to your advantage and just let everybody know okay look uh this is what we do with our size and speed it ain't all about we're gonna run you over and do all of that you know we 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 have we had we grew up with these fields and you know all of this land and we were, you know, we were kings and queens on our own stuff in Tonga and Samoa and, 
you know, Melanesia, Polynesia, all, teach them that. Then we don't have to go off, off into all this other stuff. There's so many other things that you could be doing besides, you know, where the media leads you to. Stop watching all that TV. I forgot the question again, man. I, don't let me go off. So look. You're good. You're good. <laughs> uh, look, uh, learn your culture, spread your culture. Learn your language, spread your language. That's really all I got to say. Cause like I don't argue with nobody with, with whatever it is. I, I like I said, I say my piece, and then if you can't respect that, I'm up. I'm not gonna de debate with anybody about my experiences, my you know things that I had to go through in life. It's it is what it is. It made me better. I said it. Now okay, but and I hope. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're late. <laughs> do what you do, but wash yeah. my shoes. Wash my shoes. That's what the lady did. When the lady, do what you do, wash my shoes. My little city violet. I love sleep a little, eh? You know, it's funny because, um, you know, that's, that's, that's really what, um, what Afrotania right now on her platform, on her social media platform, that's what she's saying. Like, you guys don't need to ask us the, the answers to anything. Do the research. Everything is either on the book, on a book, on YouTube, or Google. You know, you don't need to find someone who is black or, you know, just it, just go do your research. You'll figure everything out on your own. You right. know? So yeah, just to kind of go everything that you just said, it's like, it's important that we do the research, you know, yeah. do the work. <laughs> the work right. is... The trail. You'll see the trail, right? Like, I, I love that you brought up Polynesian Panthers. It was because if you oh, want yeah. to learn about the Polynesian Panthers, you'll definitely see where that came from, right? The Black Panthers, right? right. You, you'll see how, and I love that that connection is made there because it's it, it it's a it's a way of illustrating that our uh freedom is tied to each other right right the walk the is, is very similar other, right yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's very similar so yeah if you you do your research you're gonna find out okay man you the empathy is it should it should develop just because you just find out oh wow it's you know, we got we have the same walk just in different places in the world. That's it. Right. That's it. Right on. Yeah. Oh, what comes up for you, Tiana? What are some key actions allies within uh, your family and community can do to be in therapy? Um, you know, I, I I'm somebody who uh and I've been trying to be better at this too, but I feel just really deeply about, you know, I guess meeting people where they're at, understanding people's capacities. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then, you know, I, I would hope for everybody that they really take to heart, you know, that um, you extend a little beyond that. Like you allow yourself to be uncomfortable um, and sit and reflect in it. Um, Cause I think uh, the big issue for me um, and, and what I feel when I'm having conversations with people in our Pacifica community is this intimidation um, or, or fear or hesitation to do something that's out of their comfort zone or to, to do something that, you know, they, they don't know, they've never learned, they've never done before. Um, and I think we just gotta, like, we gotta grow 
out of that. We got to get beyond that. Um, and I tell people all the time, like all of these, these folks who are, you know, outspoken that they're spreading the message and they're sharing it, you know, none of us are perfect and, and, and none of us also started this way. And like, it's just like with anything else, you got to start practicing. You're never going to know how to address it in your family. If you don't start, you know, if you don't, if you don't go through that uncomfortable conversation with an auntie where you, you say something and she, you know, pushes back and yes, that's uncomfortable in the moment, but then you, you take that and you learn from it. And when it comes up again, you, you say it again, maybe you try a different tactic, maybe you try something else, but like, I, I feel like at, at this point, um, you should feel that urgency. You should feel, you know, that you, you owe it um, just to, to humanity. You owe it to the next generation. I think as a, as a people, we're very, um, you know, we're, we're very oriented around family, around legacy. Um, and I, I think like we should really take heart to that. Like, you know, is this a, is this a world that you want your kids to, to grow up in? You want your kids to be out here in the streets protesting like this? You want your grandkids to be, you know, like, that you have to recognize that this fight um, is is even bigger than just some of these names that you're seeing. It's it's, it's bigger than you know these uh, these buildings that are being you know torn down, burned down, looted. Like it's bigger than all of that. Um, and there's there's so many ways. I think there's so many ways that you could be fighting this. Um, and I, I agree that. It's, it's tiring for black people to feel like we got to have this conversation over and over and over. So yeah, like, look it up. If you have the capacity to look stuff up, go look it up, which for me, and I, I get on Instagram, and I say this all the time, like, if you're watching this, you on a phone, you on, you're on a device, you got internet, Yeah. use that privilege and, and go do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you have the capacity to sit and have a, a, a conversation, to sit and talk, um you know that's there's also privilege and a blessing in that if all your family members are around you like take the opportunity and sit with that blessing and and use your time to to educate people um and and really drink it in you know if if you don't agree if things rub you the wrong way then i think like you really owe it to yourself to sit with that uncomfortability and Mm -hmm. and figure out why um Mm -hmm figure out why it is that, that it bothers you so much um, to, to see people behaving in this way, to see people, you know, this language and the things that are brought up, like, why does that bother you? Um, you owe it to yourself to figure that out so you can figure out what to do about it, right? So, um, yeah, I, in, in terms of what to do, so much, but it, like really, it, it takes the individual person um, to really like reflect on what their capacity is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's like you, you should do whatever it is you have capacity to. Um, and I think everybody has the capacity to listen. Yeah. And, and if, if that's all you can do, you know, is, is to, to actually listen and listen to the people within the community mm-hmm. and, and what they have to say. Um, and and just continue to want better maybe today you listened tomorrow you spread it yeah today you listen next week you spread it maybe it's today you listen and and tomorrow you share it with someone and then you have a conversation with someone else like how do you feel about this like like everybody at this point should feel like they they need to be doing something um i feel like that's the only way that you go wrong is if you're not doing 
something, but you can't get stuck at doing just that one thing. And I think that's, that's also the, the part that's been frustrating is people being like, okay, I shared the, I shared the petition. Like you want me to do more? Like, yeah, Yeah. you got the capacity to do more today? Do more. Right. This is, (laughs) there's a laundry list, a long laundry list. of. It's not just one thing, (laughs) but but it helps, you know, like the one thing helps. But more. Right. Yes. More. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think people really just gotta take responsibility and, and and reflect on like what it is that you've done. If you've never done anything, yes, doing that one thing, good job. But like keep going. If you did that one thing, you've been doing one thing for the past week, like how about today you try two things? How about today you, like you gotta keep pushing yourself into that uncomfortability because that's the only way you grow. It's like, right, I, right, I don't right. know any other type of growth that happens without getting uncomfortable or without getting a little bit ugly first. Right. But I think people really forget that, conveniently forget that. Okay. Comes to stuff like this. Yeah, I noticed on uh, your social media, Tiana, that, you know, you were, you know, you were very emotional. You know, there is actually a recent video where you were just, you broke, like, just breaking down just really crying and being vulnerable about the things that are happening uh, not just in this world but also directly in, in you know within your family and um i just kind of wanted to ask um will like how is it is it hard do you find it difficult to be emotional to share your emotions publicly about the issues that are going on right now? Oh. Like with anger, sadness, do you find it a little difficult to to express that side of you on your platform? I'm not saying that you should, but I'm just asking if you find it difficult. Um, uh, well, I guess so, only because like, I'm trying to keep it to one thing. Like I'm, I'm only doing these things because like people have been asking me for whatever reason to to go there with it but um like it's um yeah i mean it, it's kind of hard because there's always a balance again i'm trying to balance again because you know i have kids watching me like i didn't know so many like babies that i say babies like five five to you know ten they watch me and i i didn't know that until you know last month or so how many young children watch. So I try to watch my language uh, because there were, you know, I try to take my platform on different ways, you know, and I was experimenting, you know, I was doing like voiceover type stuff and, you know, and, but it, it was inappropriate for kids. My, my main thing right now is I just want people to learn to sound more language. So yeah. if, if that's my goal, but then all, the, all of this stuff pops in after that, it's like, I mean, it was always there, you know, but um, but when it comes to the forefront and I'm, you know, I'm moved to actually say something about it. It's like, you know, how do I say this and balance between a five-year-old kid, you know, and then trying to get through to uh, a 65-year-old person who'd been saying mayuri all their life, you know? So that's what I've been dealing with right now on top of just trying to, you know, get everything together because I'm I'm reorganizing as well. So it, it it has been it's all of this has been a challenge for me and it's challenging right now because every day 
I, I try to write for everybody. And when you try to meet everybody, you're going to lose a lot of, uh, especially at a time like this, when it's like, you know, I really want to speak to this particular topic, but that's not my platform, it, you know, it right here. But I don't really have any other platform. You know, I'm, I'm not on, uh, well, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not on, I'm not active on any other thing. Yeah. Uh, platform so it's like I'm trying to balance myself at the same time I'm so passionate about what's going on right now and I want to say some things but it's like you know how do I say all of that with and and you know and keep this level of uh respect and uh for for the children and at the same time I really want to tell this 65 year old woman stop saying man <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I mean, it's, it's 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 a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, I haven't figured no. it out. So it's it's a daily daily task. Yeah, so and you good. don't have to have it all figured out, you know. Right. That's just a question that you know I just was like, you know, I felt love to ask because I know that, you know just with the whole stigma of just, you know, Pacifica men are not really ones to really show their emotions and, you know, be very vocal when it comes to addressing topics like, you know, of just things that are happening in this world. So it was just, you know, it's just, just a question that I just kind of wanted to get your insight and perspective on. But yeah. yeah men are the worst. I'll say that because <laughs> I know guys that I went to school with and um, they are, you know, a man is their pride if if they've been saying this for so long, they don't want to just be like, okay, you know what, I was wrong. Was, you know, yeah. I shouldn't. I mean, there there are a lot that have told me, okay, I'm not gonna do that no more. But then there are these others. You know, I know some straight Trump supporting um, um, all the way, but I say the N word, and then I'm all the way hip hop at the same time. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> they're like all the way left, all the way right. I just want to do my own thing. I'm just straight Fox News. I mean, it, they're hard to they're hard to understand. But then at the same time, they don't know those things that I was talking about. They don't know their history. Right. They don't know their culture. And yeah. but you're so all into over here, into what what black people are doing, and then you don't even have that right. It's like I I, I kind of feel sorry for them because it's like, you know, where are you? Like, what are you? De define yourself. And I don't. If I were to ask these people, I bet you, you know, they couldn't do it. So, and it's mainly because of pride. It's mainly, be, you know, well, I was going to say because you're a man, but no, the male pride. It's mainly because you're a man that has ego. pride. And, yeah, ego. It's, and that's the, like the weakest thing in the world, right? The male ego is like, what's <clears throat> wrong with toxic? You know? Yeah. <laughs> the male ego is like the downfall of, just about any right. man who thinks he has all of this stuff and you don't, you, you know, figure that out, break that down in yourself and then get stronger. But you want to hold on to that when a lot of them do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, let me give you guys. Yeah. I, let me give you guys um, kind of like a wrapping it up question. Um, you know, just in the midst of just everything that's happening in this world. Um, how do you make time or joy to care for yourself? I'll go with you first, Tiana. Because Will gave such a winded answer on the last <laughs> question. I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you catch your breath. <laughs> so, to come out. 
I made a face because I feel like I've been telling myself the past, like, it feels like months, but it's really been maybe the past three days, two weeks, um, where I'm like, I really got to start doing stuff that makes me happy again. Mm. And as much as I, I know that, like, but this is over here is more important. Um, I think I'm, I'm someone in general, like I said, like I, I truly believe like growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Um, and I think as a person, I'm always pushing myself to that point. Um, anytime I am feeling kind of comfortable, I think I'm a, the type of person that gets a little antsy anyway. Um, but with that being said, finding joy is important. I think finding joy um, as marginalized folks, as black folks, is resistance in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, I don't know, I think stepping back um, and, and I think it's kind of hard now to find the content. I think last week I was watching a whole bunch of like wild and out videos, <laughs> just like trying to find something that's kind of meaningless, but will make me laugh um, and, and reaching out to um, to other people, you know, we can, I, I'm someone who also has lots of long conversations and those conversations will laugh, we'll cry, we'll, we'll get angry together. Um, but I, I honestly just, I feel like letting it out, um, has been the most helpful. Um, and, and sometimes letting it out does lead to joy. Sometimes it leads to sadness and sometimes it leads to feeling kind of defeated, but um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's important to yep. feel all of those things um, and to and to let that be a part of the a part of the journey. Um, but uh, I went like grocery shopping the other day, and I told myself like, you know what? It's payday. Get whatever you want, sis. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. It's bad because I try not to keep snacks in the house. Um, but I've been every time I'm I get upset, which again it's bad because I feel like it's every five minutes. I'm like I'm gonna go eat some Doritos. Like that's that's how I'm resisting this. this go is ahead, make sis. Go ahead, cool sis. <laughs> eat that cool ranch, sis. <laughs> what about you, Will? Um, honestly, the stuff that I do um, every day with the uh, with the Mako, uh, the language stuff. That's really it. Like every time, uh, you know, like I, like I just got a message over here. Usually, it's people like, "I love what you're doing," you know, "keep keep doing it." That that keeps me going. Like, other than that, it's like, you know, I don't know. There's I don't really have at this, at my old age. It's like, what what do oh, I have? Calm to down, those you ain't old. <laughs> you definitely don't look old, bro. I want, I, oh, thank you. I, I, you know, I want, I want my kids to do better than me. That's for one. And then number two, like, you know, I just found something that is just straight fulfilling, like all day, like all day you get messages. I mean, there's other people too, you know, that say bad stuff, but for the most part, that washes all of that out. You know, um, this, I love what I'm doing right now. And yeah. I, I've never had anything that is more fulfilling than I'm, um, or, you know, where I'm at in life right now. Even though I've always, uh, in my professional life, my career, I've done what I wanted to do. This right here is like, and I wasn't even planning on this. Everything else I planned, 
it was like a scheme. I came up with it because I was, you know, surviving, yeah. trying to figure something out. This was just like, I'm going to do that. Mm. And then I started doing it. And then it was like, man, I, I, I didn't plan it. Nothing. This is, this makes me happier than anything. Well, not. If, does it, does it give you a sense of purpose? Exactly. And I, mm. and I wasn't planning. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just a straight, I mean, I can't even describe how great it feels. It's, it's awesome. Okay, I need to know, I need to know this one thing. What kind of car are you sitting in when you're making your videos? That car it looks fire. Oh, what car a, is that? Oh, it's, it's, it's a Jeep. It's, I got it. It's in a, a Jeep. It's just a Jeep. Yeah, it's, it's a Jeep. It's a um a Jeep Wrangler, and uh, I took the top off, and I only drive it in the summertime. So um, it's oh, like I, I customized. That's a nice car. Them. Thank you. I customized everything and. So oh, now, yeah, now yeah, people, yeah, yeah. yeah, they see me with it, and I'm it's looking like, car. Me. Y'all want <laughs> well, we can say that. Yeah, it's, it, it might be that. But you know what? If, if I were out, if I were doing that right now, if I were in these streets like that. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, baby girl, baby girl. <laughs> but I I'm not. It. <laughs> but I'm not. I just drive, you know. I, you could I, I, be. <laughs> he's driving like, like, um, like O Dog when he's pulling, <laughs> pulling up. I, back. Right. <laughs> I see you looking, but I don't even, you know, I don't even, I don't even acknowledge Why you. Why you over so, there looking at me? Why my girl standing? <laughs> right. Even you know, even if I'm by myself, like I said, the experiences that I had in life, you know, not before I got where I'm at right now, I won't even try. Like I, I had to, because um, be, before I started doing this, I was making a whole lot of money, and then then I came and I started doing this. This isn't even about the money, but I'm happy. Mm. And, um, but yeah, so I, I was able to get all of that other stuff from that, you know, from my last venture. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe this will go there. But it, what I've learned is that. I've got enough now where I don't need all of that because what are you going to do with money? I, all I did was give it away. You know, you give it to family, you give it, you give it to everybody. We go to, to well, well, my, my Venmo is at Bex. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Okay. That's my Venmo. Feeling generous. Bex Bumble. <laughs> all right. Matter of fact, well, drop yeah. y'all, drop y'all demo. Folks need to pay y'all for this conversation. <laughs> for real. Yeah. I mean, for real. Like, you know, it it, it was just like that. It, it might, but see, that was the previous. That's how I got everything now. So it's like, you know, maybe maybe it'll get like that again. But before it was like it felt great to just go and go eat with your family and to be like, you know, I got all of their stuff too. All, that whole table over there, because that lady smiled at me. You know, or like, you know, mm. we went we went, I, I took the, I took the kids over to, um, what is that, Denny's? Yeah, to Denny's. So this guy, you know, he was kind of coming, talking to us condescending, right? And, um, you know, I was like, oh, he brought us a coupon. Now, I didn't know if he was trying to be funny or not. A lot of these people just think, oh, okay, well, here goes a black dude. He got, a, he got, he got four kids with him, you know, and he might, you know, in his heart, he might be, you know, trying to be generous. But at the same time, I kind of felt like, uh, he's a, maybe he was like, oh wow, you never see a black dude with some kids. No, I'm a, people people do this, you know. So I was just like, you know, uh, when I went to the front, I said, pay for all of the, their stuff over there. 
That's that's that to me. That's a better feeling. I, I pay for all it. Everybody that he brought. Okay, daddy. Okay. Well, daddy. yeah. Well, no, it's not even like that. And I don't even want to say it like I'm talking like on that right. level. No, no, oh, no. I for never sure. had it like that before. I never had it like that. So lots of money. Yeah, when, when they come treat you like that, you know, at least especially over here, it felt so good to just be like, you know, I got all of this. So. So when when That's when I tell you when I tell you that the doing the stuff that I do now and someone sends me a message and say, Man, you know, my mom didn't even teach me this stuff and now I, I learned that, it feels better than that. Yeah. It feels better than what everything I just told you when somebody comes and discriminates feels like, you know, at least me, I felt like I was discriminated against and someone comes and be like, you know, oh you poor poor uh Meuli or whatever. They didn't say Meuli because they white and they in the, from the country. Right. <laughs> That. that's how I felt that's how I felt in my heart so when I turn around I'd be like okay yeah buy all of this stuff and you know I pay for that and then let don't don't even tell them because I don't care if they know or not and I really felt like that but the the waitress goes over and says oh yeah that, the black dude bought your stuff you know that felt it you know and so I'm waiting out in the Jeep <laughs> and then I pull off I mean it's that's ego too you know I'm still human right yeah <laughs> Okay, it's, yeah. it's your heart. It's a big heart. Like you prove a point that you're better. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff, you know, that you're trying to unpack why you're doing it. But you know, it's just like it's a lesson. This, you taught a lesson. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a lot. It's stuff I'm learning about myself. But I guess long story short, because. I always say long story short because I'm telling a long ass story. But <laughs> Will, Will. One last uh, question. Uh-huh. Can you please oh, you finish? Wait, oh, go ahead. Oh, I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> okay, my my last question. Uh-huh. Can you please stand up and show everyone your virtual interview outfit? <laughs> no, because I, I took that off too. Well, do it for oh, the wow. culture. You're gonna, do so, it for the you're gonna get ratings hey. for this for the wrong reasons now. <laughs> for the culture, bro. Show them the the the, the virtual now you do it for the culture. <laughs> now, wait, now you now you need my uh my cash app. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will, <laughs> Will hey, hey, if y'all don't we'll know Will's at OnlyFans. I want you to stand up like that. I want you to show oh. the interview virtual interview outfit. I don't have no more outfit now. <laughs> oh, no. Remember when Never I went mind. to the bathroom? That was, yeah. You left the EA in the bathroom, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the school. Was no, she going to see EA. that? I mean, well, that's her. <laughs> yeah, the EA is, is right here. I just came back in, so. I, I cannot stand up. Straight up. You know what? Well, the visual right now is just the imagination is thank you. Just edit all this out. Nah. 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 She's gonna trip. This is for the cultures. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that. Oh, so oh my goodness! Yeah, y'all, y'all too much. Okay, we we got way off of the. We're here to talk about anti-blackness. Right. Remember, five-year-olds follow me now. 
<laughs> Help us, Lord. There you go. So we Anyways, know. Get us back on track. Yeah, we know that we've been having such a fruitful conversation. Of course, this is a conversation that does not end here. It matters when we have these conversations in our homes, amongst our loved ones, and it's not going to always be in harmony. It's not always going to be in balance, but we just keep chipping away and keep having patience and empathy. We got to do better as Pasifika folks for our Black family, for the Black community, because our freedom, our liberation is tied to theirs and vice versa. And come on, man, we, you know, we, we, we Pacific Islanders, we people of the ocean, you know, uh, the biggest foundation of ours is love and respect, you know? And so all of that to say, I just want to thank y'all for your time and your energy to be a part of this conversation. Thank you for opening up any wounds that you had to open to have this conversation. Uh, we are hopefully the laughs and, you know, we continue to build that can patch them back up. Uh, but we just want to give you all the floor to say any last thing, any last thoughts um, to our viewers uh, before we get up out of here. Ladies first. I'm, I'm filled with gratitude, um, filled with gratitude and love. This was something that like y'all don't even know I needed today. Today was mm -hmm. like, particularly hard. And even though a lot of these conversations can be hard and they, they can be a lot, I, I appreciate how much love um, and intention came into this conversation. Um, and, and I think it's a, it's a great, this platform that y'all have and, and all the different conversations that y'all have on here. Um, I love tapping in and, and, and learning new things and, and just that energy of, of learning and wanting to learn more and being very, very intentional about it. Um, I, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing that I can honestly say amongst uh, Polynesians amongst Pacifica folks that I've been around like it's it's refreshing and it's new and sometimes it makes me sad to think about it that way like I've never I've never experienced this before um, in this way <laughs> but at the same time it just makes me so hopeful um, that the the bigger these um, these platforms get the more that we spread you know, exactly you know what we'll keep saying is is to learn and and then spread that um, and I'm just I'm so hopeful um, that, you know, for generations and generations to come, you know, we, we all just continue to come together um, to use each other uh, to learn. Um, and as, as much as it's true that you shouldn't rely on Black folks to do the, uh, to do the pulling um, of, of all the weight, um, and I'm, I'm going to speak for myself in this, but, you know, as, as a bridge, quite literally a bridge between the right. two cultures, um, I know I personally, I, I, I feel um, obligated is, is, is doesn't have the right connotation, but I, I, I feel that that's my purpose too. Um, to me, that, that feels like my God-given purpose um, is to continue to be that bridge. And, and I want people to be open and honest and vulnerable um, and to lean on those resources where they are. Um, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that I'm seen um, and I'm seen as, as that resource for so many people. And there's no group that I would rather do it for than this one. So mm -hmm. I'm just appreciative that I'm, that I'm here. 
I see you, TT. Right. I, I thank you guys for for your platform, and um, what, like when uh, Tiana was talking about the bridge, it's like, and it maybe it shouldn't be looked at, at it this way, but when in terms of uh, how I grew up, we talk about hundred percent Selapas and Samoa, and then you got the Afkasi, and then you got you know uh, Black Lives Matter, or you know Black people or getting behind that movement. It's like what what would it even be the same sort of uh, power or the same sort of effectiveness if, you know, we just cut out the four of the cultures and me and Tiana were just trying to tell Samoans? I don't think it would be, you know, it wouldn't be that because we need that bridge. You guys are the bridge, you know, and although we're the same, everybody doesn't look at us as the same. And I think that's what this whole meeting was about. We are not looked at as the same um for everybody you know like i said the younger generation you know they got different eyes they have different understanding and it's much higher than um uh, in terms of this kind of stuff much higher than the older generation so without you guys you know we wouldn't be able to convey the message as effectively so i thank you all i really appreciate um your platform for the cultures you and bex um Marco. <laughs> we definitely couldn't have this conversation without without y'all you know and with so many other folks thank you so much y'all um yeah i'm thankful for you for you both i appreciated the conversation that we had last night and even up till like right now everything that we spoke about I really wish we could have had that conversation we had last night because <laughs> that was like super unfiltered, but this one was just as good. But I'm grateful for you both. I really admire um, the light that you both carry on uh, on both of your platforms. Um, it's just, it's really, really, it's, it makes me happy to see both of you two um, show up and represent both sides, you know, and you guys do it very well. And I'm grateful to just know you both individually on your platform and off your platform so yeah thank you both for taking the time out to really sit and have these uncomfortable conversations and um yeah and will thank you for just you know taking off your shorts and not you know <laughs> wanting to just you know <laughs> edit that out d-boy i feel like i can go to sleep oh man <laughs> edit that part out <laughs> oh man <laughs> you know what i was thinking to myself i was like because danny boy tried to segue into like closing and i'm like how do people stay focused off of that having that visual of Will <laughs> sitting there butt naked how does he close it that's how we're gonna get more followers <laughs> it's, one, it's 1 a.m over here yeah, i gotta go to bed y'all that uh, he's right there it's <laughs> 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 a, a full-ass married man. Hey, I'm not trying to disrespect you at all. I'm <laughs> having fun. I, I mean, you know, we're queer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, the the, the gag is. <laughs> the gag, right? But we, but we, but we, we love it. But yeah, no, thanks again. Thank you both very much. I learned a lot from you both. 
And awesome. I'm just really, really, really just, um, I'm so grateful that I, I get to call you both individually friends now, you know? Yeah. Very much. How can oh, hit me up anytime. Oh, 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 bye. Hit me up anytime. I'm <laughs> <laughs> also. How can folks get uh, in? How can they tap in? Oh, you talking to me? Uh, oh, um, no, we're talking to your shorts that you left in the bathroom. Of course, we're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, just um, just hit me up on Instagram. I'm Uso, A M U U S O. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, just that's the only place I'm at is on Instagram for right now. Uh, download the app on uh, on Apple like and uh, and on Android, the Play Store. Uh, it's called Mako, uh, M A T O U and uh Samoan language and then also too if you want to do like this right here the zoom um Samoan sessions we're going to be on the teachable platform so go mm -hmm. you can go to teachable and just um type up Marco or type up Samoan lesson it's the only Samoan lesson on um actually I think the only online Samoan class that I know of so uh just type that up and type Marco and then you're going to find you'll, you'll find me so how about you TT um, you can find me on Instagram. This is a, I'll, I'll do it. Um, you know, uh, what's the word caveat, a, a warning. Five-year-olds should not follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Five-year-olds should not have an Instagram. Okay. That part too. <laughs> but do not bring your five-year-olds to my Instagram. <laughs> um, but, uh, my name on Instagram, Tiana.Michelle. So my first name, T-E-Y-O-N-N-A. Uh, dot Michelle. Um, Instagram is where I'm uh, most active and also where I'm uh, most likely to engage with people that I don't know. So, um, you know, always happy to engage with people that I don't know. So, um, yeah, hit me up. Love having these conversations. And if this sparks anything for anybody at all and they want to talk, I'm happy to be that resource. Just come correct, y'all. Don't get at her sideways. Don't get at her disrespectful. And don't get at him. That's a married man right there. <laughs> that's a man, but that's a married man. <laughs> With little cheering. With little cheerings and stuff, okay? But that's still. That's we, can not... dream. we can dream. <laughs> Y'all are silly. Okay, y'all. Don't forget to tap in with Will OnlyFans backslash I'm Uso. <laughs> You editing this out, right? Uh, for reals, come on, man. We just fun. we're just poking fun a little. Hula, hula, ligams. Hula, hula, ligams. Hula, hula, hula. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we up out of here. Thank y'all for tapping in. Build empathy. Do your homework. Learn your history, and learn other folks' history, and be better. Mm. All of that. Oh, uh, we out. Uh... <laughs> 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 <laughs>